Well, welcome everyone, and here we are with part three in our final episode about planning a ride to Estes Park, Colorado and Rocky Mountain National Park. Now, today's episode is what you might consider bonus material, or it's those extra features like what we used to get when we purchased a DVD. So if you're a writer who really enjoys putting in those extra miles in order to see as much of the Rocky Mountains as possible, well, this is the episode for you. In this episode, I'll very quickly recap parts 1 and 2, which were episodes 21 and 22, and then we'll consider two full-day options for returning back to Loveland, Colorado from the western side of Rocky Mountain National Park, where we left off, which is the village of Grand Lake. Now, if you haven't already listened to part 1 and part 2, which are episodes 21 and 22, I really recommend it that you listen to those first because there's some very important information there about timing your trip for the very best experience. You know, I'm reminded every day about how fortunate we are to have this hobby. Some call it a passion for riding motorcycles. Through this podcast, I'm getting to meet more and more people who essentially tell me the same thing. They ride motorcycles because it makes them happy. And they love motorcycling because sometimes they're able to find some inner peace. That peace of mind that we're all looking for, right? So if you're listening to this podcast through the one of the many streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, that's awesome. I would also encourage you, though, to take a look at the website. That's peacelovemoto.com. And there you'll be able to see a bit of an update to the podcast motto, which says... Peace Love Moto, the podcast about peace of mind we always seek and sometimes find from the seat of a motorcycle. Yeah, that's the way I feel. I hope you do too. Hey, as always, thank you for joining me today. Recorded in beautiful Loveland, Colorado, welcome to Peace Love Moto, the podcast for motorcyclists seeking that peaceful, easy feeling as we cruise through this life together. Are you ready? Let's go. Now is a good time to take a look at that Colorado map. To recap parts one and two, we began in Loveland, Colorado, my hometown. We traveled west on Highway 34, and before reaching Estes Park, we took a somewhat hidden, small road that works its way up to Estes from its northern side. Now remember, don't miss that turn at Drake. We talked about some can't-miss places when you visit Estes Park. We topped off with gas, then we proceeded into Rocky Mountain National Park by way of the Fall River entrance. Now, as I mentioned in parts one and two, It's very, very important to know when is the best time and least crowded time to visit Estes Park in Rocky Mountain National Park. Traffic jams around holidays and summer weekends can really dampen your experience. So to repeat my advice from the previous two episodes, avoid holidays and travel on Monday through Thursday if you can for the very best experience. Early mornings and evenings are the best time for viewing wildlife when you're in the park and even outside the park. Now, when we finished part two, we were in the village of Grand Lake, which is the sister city of Estes Park on the western edge of Rocky Mountain National Park. 
Now is the time to look at your watch. You can either return directly to Estes Park by the same way that you came over Trail Ridge Road, or if you've got some extra time on your hands and you're ready to explore, then today I'll describe to you two different ways to return to Loveland with quite an extended voyage of an additional 150 to 175 miles, each requiring an additional three to four hours from Grand Lake in order to return to Loveland. Stay tuned though. It is awesome. So if you're totaling your mileage, it's about 76 miles from Loveland to Grand Lake by way of Fall River Road, then Trail Ridge Road. So count on about two to two and a half hours for this journey, depending on traffic, of course. So for these two return options, I'll describe here, the total mileage will be anywhere from 225 to 250 miles total. So with all that said, if you're ready and you're really into the miles, let's do some exploring into some of the most beautiful spaces on earth. You'll have a blast. As I mentioned, I'll be describing two very different return routes from Grand Lake to Loveland, Colorado. One going primarily north, then east, then south, then the other going mostly south, then east, then north. Confused yet? (laughs) Well, hold on tight. Here we go. Here's what I call option one, returning to Loveland by way of what we call North Park and the Cache Laputa River Valley. So from Grand Lake, we'll continue north on Highway 34. Now, Highway 34 through Rocky Mountain National Park, by the way, is also referred to Trail Ridge Road. Same thing. I'm not sure if I mentioned that before, but sorry for the confusion there. Now, there are just very few roads actually in Rocky Mountain National Park, so it's just about impossible to get lost. Rocky is uh, mostly considered a wilderness area, which by the definition of it is roadless, pretty much. So from Grand Lake, we'll rejoin Highway 34 and make our way through the little town of Granby, beautiful Shadow Mountain Lake. Then Lake Granby will both be on your left. Now, depending on how good of a gas mileage that your your bike gets, I might recommend topping off with gas once more here in Granby. This is where we'll turn right or north and join County Road 125. Soon we will cross the Continental Divide. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, wait a minute, we crossed the Continental Divide when we were in Rocky Mountain National Park. Well, you're right, but the Continental Divide is not a straight line. It curves. So we're going to cross it once again. This is a beautiful stretch and we'll be out in open country for a short while and then we will once again dive into the canyons and climb the mountains over small peaks here and there until we can reach the North Park area. Meanwhile, we'll cross the Continental Divide once again. You'll see a sign for that. Now within Colorado, there are some relatively flat areas right in the middle of the mountains carved out by glaciers during the Ice Age. We call these areas North Park, Middle Park, and South Park. They span most of Colorado, actually. What's really cool about them is that they are generally flat and straight roads, but on both sides of the roads, out in the distance, are snow-capped mountains. It's just beautiful. It's one of the most fun stretches I love to ride in Colorado. Soon, we'll reach Walden, Colorado. Now, this is another opportunity to top off with gas if you think you need it. Now, I know I mentioned that a lot, but there are not a lot of options out here. It's always a good idea to have gas when you don't need it, as opposed to no gas when you really do need it, right? (laughs) 
There are two places in Walden that I enjoy stopping for lunch or dinner. The first one is called the River Rock Cafe, and the other option is called the Tenth Frame. Yes, indeed, that sounds like a bowling alley, and it is. <laughs> the Tenth Frame has some of the best hamburgers I've ever eaten. Now is the time we begin our journey east on Highway 14. From Walden, Highway 14 begins a journey across North Park, heading once again into the Rocky Mountains. Now on your right, you'll see the Moose Visitor Center. Now this is run by the state of Colorado. It's the State Forest Division, I believe what it's called. This is a great place to stop, to talk with a forest ranger and watch the hummingbirds in the area behind the facility. It's very beautiful back there. Continuing east on Highway 14, we begin to ascend once again. And on your right is one of my favorite places to ride a motorcycle, especially to take a picture of your bike. There's a rock formation there called the Crags. And as you ascend, just keep looking to your right. When you say to yourself, wow, then wow, that's the place. There's a place in front of the crags where you can pull off to the side of the road safely and take a picture. Just take it in. I've oftentimes just hopped off my bike and just sat on the guardrail and looked at that space off to the right with those peaks, and it is just beautiful. I know I'm not describing it very well, but you can't miss it. It'll be on your right. Let's continue to ascend for a short distance, again following Highway 14. And then we will cross over Cameron Pass. That's where we're going to begin a descent that continues for about 60 miles. Soon we'll reach the little village called Rustic. It's home of the Rustic Campground and Restaurant. This is a family-owned restaurant and campground, and I always make it a point to stop there for something to eat or take a break. Just wonderful people there. It's just so great. I'll pause here for a moment to mention something that I think is important. As you know, the theme of this podcast is peace of mind. We find that by motorcycling oftentimes, but it's also about kindness. And I know very well that the people who live and work around Rustic are kind of isolated up there. (laughs) They're roughly 50 miles away from civilization, you might say. They work hard and always have a smile. And so I always make it a point to leave an extra big tip for a waiter or waitress out there. Just wanted to pass that along. You'll get a a smile and maybe a hug out of the deal, too. Now, as you will have noticed by now, we're following a wild river. This is called the Cache Laputa River. Its headwaters are actually in Rocky Mountain National Park, so we passed over its headwaters, too. At that point, it was just a barely a trickle, but now it is a roaring river. On late spring, summer, and early fall days, you're likely to see rafters and kayakers flowing down this wild river. Early season, the river flows very high and very fast. So if it looks like an adventure that's in your future, I'd recommend checking in with some of the more popular professionally run rafting companies out of Fort Collins, including Mountain Whitewater, A1 Wildwater, and Rocky Mountain Adventures. Be braced for a wild ride in cold water that's just come off the mountains of snowmelt. If that's the adventure you're looking for in addition to your motorcycle ride, check it out. And now is the time to put on your tie-dye shirt and your headband and be ready for a little hippie town called Mishawaka. 
You cannot drive past this place. You have to stop. Please, you have to stop and experience Mishawaka. This is an old historic place, but it's run by young people with a lot of energy and uh, just such a positive vibe. It's amazing. There's always music in the background, and sometimes there's a concert going on in the little amphitheater that's connected to it. This place will take you back to the 60s, but its history goes way back. So be sure and check inside and and look at those historical photos and and, uh, some of the information about the history of this little place. Again, the food and the service here are outstanding. And don't miss that view from the back deck. Now, as we continue to descend down Highway 14, there's one option I'd like to mention. You'll see a tiny little road on your right called the Stove Prairie Road. This is a very twisty and steep ascent toward the Stove Prairie School, which is very historic out there, and it's beautiful. Then on to Masonville, and then on to Loveland from there. Now, I'll go into more details about this route in a different episode, but I wanted to mention it here. Otherwise, continue going down Highway 14 until you reach Highway 287, where you'll turn right, heading south toward Fort Collins, and then toward our home base in Loveland. Now, one great option for returning to Loveland is through the western edge of Fort Collins, following the Horsetooth Reservoir Road. I know it's a weird name, but it's Horsetooth, all one word, Reservoir Road. This is a very hilly and beautiful ride. And there are several options for returning to Loveland off of this road that'll a couple of turns off to your left, but I recommend taking the second one. Go ahead and take the extent of this road almost to the end of the lake. Coming away from the Horsetooth Reservoir, you'll reach Taft Hill Road there in Fort Collins where you'll want to turn right. And as you follow out that road, when it reaches the city limits of Loveland, it turns into Wilson Avenue. Now let's catch your breath for a moment and consider the other option for returning to Loveland from Grand Lake. In this option, as I mentioned, we'll be going south, then east, then north. As we did before, we're going to go from Grand Lake to the city of Granby, and this will be by way of Highway 40. We will continue on Highway 40, though, through the tiny villages of Tabernash and Fraser before we reach the ski resort area called Winter Park. Even in the summertime, Winter Park is a great place to visit. It's a mecca for downhill bicycling in the summer and, of course, skiing in the winter. It's also a great place to stop by within the Winter Park Village to grab a caramel latte while watching those bicyclists descend down the mountain. From Winter Park, we'll begin a steep ascent over Berthed Pass. The top of the pass is a great place to take pictures of the valley down below. We'll continue on Highway 40, now descending steeply from Berthed Pass through the little village of Empire, then finally reaching Highway 70, where we're going to go east. Highway 70 is the main highway east and west across the center of Colorado. From Highway 70, watch carefully for the exit for the Central City Parkway. This is Highway 6, and you'll be traveling north through the middle of the very mountainous area. Well, really everywhere around here is mountainous. I just thought I would emphasize it here. (laughs) Central City and its sister town called Blackhawk are very historic mining towns and now very popular with casinos. Now, as you descend from Central City and go down into Blackhawk, that's when we'll join Road 119. 
We'll continue our journey north on 119 until we reach the little village of Nederland. N-E-D-E-R-L-A-N-D. Nederland. It's here in Nederland where you'll find something magical. It's the carousel of happiness. Now, just like I stressed about the town of Mishawaka, you must stop here in Nederland and you must ride the carousel of happiness. If you miss riding the carousel, then you've missed out on one of the most important things you'll ever do in your life. How's that for stressing it? (laughs) Can you tell I love this place? And I'm also a huge fan of Scott Harrison, the person who built the whole thing. I've had the privilege of visiting with Scott and talking with him about all these animals that he made by hand over 20 years of an effort there, and he made it for you and me. So be sure and ride the animals in the carousel of happiness, and you'll have a whole new appreciation for what joy really means. From Nederland, we'll continue along to what we consider now the peak-to-peak highway. We will follow this highway across the mountaintops, and we'll finally descend into the village of Estes Park where we went through earlier. And finally, to complete our journey, we'll take a ride on Highway 34 in Estes and head back to our hometown in Loveland. Well, are you feeling overwhelmed yet? (laughs) I know I've presented a lot of information today, and combined with the information that I shared in part one and part two, uh, yeah, I know it's a lot. But I've got to tell you that I've been over these roads many, many times, and I'm thrilled with every ride. There's no better way to travel through the Rocky Mountains than by motorcycle. I'm excited for the podcast to come. I've got some interviews lined up and some wonderful information that I think you'll be thrilled to hear. Well, I think you can hear it in my voice, but it is absolutely wonderful to see Mother Nature from the seat of a motorcycle. I have indeed found peace of mind out there, and I hope the same for you. So thank you so much for listening. I wish you peace, and I wish you love.